Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. With power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass. Then look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong. And I just wanted to touch bases on y'all with y'all and, and let y'all know what's going on with me. Um, but before that, um, there's been a lot of things that's going on in my mind um, recently, um, including the uh, generation. Uh, so I'm going to touch on the generation, uh, the last generation, uh, just before Jesus returns. Um, there uh, is a lot of activity going on in the Middle East, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but it looks like to me that um, uh, there are a lot of... Uh, Build up military build up um wars and rumors of wars um I don't know about so much about wars, but there is a lot of uh, rumors of wars and uh it seems like it it can explode at any minute uh, what do we need before the tribulation period begins? Well, a lot of you who are pre trivers know that uh I'm a pre trib Tripper, and I believe that the rapture of the church will open up the Pandora's box. Um, when people hear, when you, when everybody out there, when y'all hear the the day of the Lord being described as coming as a thief in the night, I never hear too many people say, well, what is the theft part? Now, I think they, what they do is they kind of like, Jive it in with Noah and and Lot and how quick it happens. But if you're like me, you probably know by now that it, that it has not happened quickly. But when the time comes, it will happen quickly. Now, a thief in the night can say, "Okay, judgment comes swiftly, quickly when when the, when the king of the universe makes a decisive matter, decisive." Uh, decision to come, it'll happen quickly. But as a further looking at the scriptures, I, I seem to find out that the thief in the night could mean the church. So when he says, I come quickly, I come as a thief in the night, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Uh, I believe it will happen quickly, it will happen swiftly. But Something's missing. Something got stolen. So I'm gonna cover that in, in a little bit uh, later. Um, does any of y'all watch the Super Bowl? See the halftime Madonna, um, her um, performance. Which technically, if you watch her performance, uh, I was the, the one at one point of her the performance when she came next to a lady. I was like, please don't kiss her. Please don't kiss her on public TV. I can't take it no more, please. And she finally backed away from her. But it it it, it is a lot of occultic uh, things in Madonna's and uh, her performances. But what I don't understand is, okay, she's been here for a while. She's on. She's she's a uh, performer or singer who has been around since the eighties. 
And we see her performance now, and we want to get spiritual, and we want to get neuroorderly, and we want to start pointing out this is satanic. She's always been that way. She's always been satanically induced to perform uh, these rituals. And so now, uh, I guess the more we come to the point that knowledge shall increase, the more we realize that, hey, this lady is um, entertaining, but she's provoking satanic rituals to the public. Just like Oprah Winfrey is a uh, a preacher, I call her a preacher. She's a reverend. <laughs> I call Madonna a reverend. I mean, he's, I mean to me, technically, uh, like American Idol. I, I watch American Idol, especially when it, I don't know what they did to it this year. They seem to not be having it more as funny as it used to be at the beginning. And to me, American Idol was always proof that Americans are eating processed food that is making us crazy. Because there's a lot of people who think they can sing when they really can't. So, what do we do with uh, American Idol? Listen Listen to the title, American Idol. Now, what did Jesus tell us to stay away from? Idolatry. Uh, well, I'm not taking it that far. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it's kind of coincidental. Uh, trust me, I watch American Idol still. Long, I mean, no, no, nobody on American Idol is my idol, so I'm, I'm pretty good with that. But it's just, it's just to me, it's a catchy name. It kind of makes me realize the generation that we live in is full of adultery uh, and idol, idleness. More than idolatry, I think we're full of idolatry big time. Um, so who are who is going to remember who won the Super Bowl six months from here? Especially if you're drinking diet soda with aspartame in it, who's going to remember who won the Super Bowl a year from here? The only thing I remember is that the Patriots and the Giants already went before and they went again. The Giants won twice. That's what I'm going to remember. But next year, let's say the Cowboys and the Raiders come out of nowhere and decide they want to go to the Super Bowl together. Who's going to remember this Super Bowl? Probably not too many people. If you if you stop me in the mall and say, I'll give you $500 if you can write down on this piece of paper in three minutes who... Was the who went to the Super Bowl in the last five years and who won those Super Bowls and 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 three three people uh, that you're with can help you out. Y'all all gonna work as a team. Y'all gonna split the five hundred dollars. I will not be of any help. And I'm a football fan, uh, so that shows y'all what what importance football is to me. Even though I love football, it's kind of weird, kind of vanity. It speaks of vanity because. When the football game's over, you know, people yelling and screaming, and they, and that's it. But in the Roman Empire, we were kept entertained. I mean, they were kept entertained. Hey, I said we. I wasn't back there. Neither were you. But I feel like we have something in common. We were kept entertained. We were kept entertained for the sure purpose of... Watch my right hand when I go in your pocket and take something out with my left hand. So, <laughs> what do we do with our society? Our society's gone, man. I, I mean, every time I turn the TV on now, there's always somebody from Washington State who's abusing their kids. There's always somebody from Washington State who... Um, just, maybe because I live here, I'm always hearing the words Washington State. But there's a lot of people who um, are killing off their kids from this state. And I don't understand what's going on. And it's nationwide. Everybody's noticing that Washington State has all the child killers, which is preposterous to me, too. The generation is gone, folks. This guy just went and uh, had a custody battle with his wife. 
And so now, uh, him and his sons are dead, and his wife was missing two years ago. She's dead. I mean, the society's sick, folks. Society's sick. Well, well, it's not me that's doing it. It's not you that's doing it. Why? So why am I saying the society's sick? Trust me. There is other reasons why our society's sick. Divorce rates in the church outnumber the divorce rates in society. So I'm believing that we are sick. Especially when you have a marriage, a Christian marriage, supposedly even one person is Christian, when you always got to bring up the word divorce. And we always got to beat each other over the head with words to no avail. It's a selfish, selfish society. We live in a selfish society. It is selfish. It's me, me, me. I, I was attending a church and um, they had a skit going on and the skit was everybody's quiet. You know how you everybody gets done praise and worship. And uh, the next, you know, we wait for the next thing to happen. Either the usher stand up and start collecting the money or the preacher uh, gets up and uh, he starts to speak, but nothing happened for for about a couple of seconds. And then all of a sudden, somebody across the audience stood up and said, "Me!" You know, they shouted, "Me!" And then they kept going, "Me, me, 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 me!" me. And then they get on the uh, on the uh, up on the stage and they just keep saying that. And then the next person in the audience, and then they're different ages and different. You know, they got people dressed up like you know, folk, you know, a man with a suit on and. They got a young college girl, and they got, you know, and, and, and the whole objective of the whole play was self, self, selfish society. And see, what Christianity wants us to do is live a selfless life. That means Jesus told um, uh, his disciples that the greatest among them in the kingdom of God is someone who is who serves. And that is true. I mean, if you, to me, uh, I, actually, let me back up. I heard, um, I was sitting in the bed at late at night one night watching this preacher on TVN. And he was, it was kind of a documentary. He was saying that, you know, the most depressed people, they found out one of the keys to depression is you focus on yourself too much. So uh, Satan loves for us to focus on ourselves. Um, that's how you got to pe- get people to kill themselves. But a lot of times selfishness can destroy some of the strongest uh, organizations in the world, starting off with the family. So if we do not learn to be so, uh, selfless and be and continue to be selfish, uh, it's going to affect our, our our family, our communities, our society, and the world. And no matter how much we start, we try to sing Kumbaya, and let's let's have peace upon all men, goodwill towards men. Guess what? It's not going to happen, folks. Too much men, too much sin, too much of us in the way, too much of us. And uh, not enough God or too much of us and not enough loving your neighbor as yourself. Uh, the Bible, I, I pointed out to my son today. He got in trouble at school, believe it or not. And he, uh, he uh, I wrote, wrote, read to him Luke 6. I think it was Luke 6. But anyways, talking about love your enemy. And uh, it's very hard, folks, to do that. Um and it's not hard for Satan to get in our face and tell us that's impossible to love your enemy. I say tolerate your enemy. That's that's Phil's version of the gospel. Tolerate your enemy. It's hard to love your enemies unless you did have the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to love your enemies as yourself. Let alone just love your enemies, period. Um, so, like I say, folks... We are in a society right now who are calling good evil and evil good. We're in a society right now where our uh, people are battling more for, the homosexual agenda is battling more for their rights than the church is battling for ours. 
so we get to a point where we we as Christians want to complain about everything, but the homosexual agenda is going out to do their they 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 going out to stand up for their rights, and it's a disgusting uh, way of life. I'm gonna tell you right now. The squares and the, and the rectangle don't, don't the square don't fit in the rectangle and the rectangle don't fit in the square. And I guarantee you, they actually know this deep, deep, deep down inside. Just like an alcoholic would know that the alcohol is wrong, they know this. That's why they get so offended. Have you ever said something wrong to a homosexual? Scratch your eyeballs out. They'll stand up more for their, their, their what they believe with the rectangle and the square don't fit. They, they'll stand up for that. But let's see us stand up for the way the school systems is raising our kids. <laughs> you think they're going to stand up for, think Christians, you think we're going to stand up for anything? You know what happens, though? It's the blind leading the blind without the blind even knowing they're leading the, the blind. It's, 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 it's us looking at the way other Christians are handling business. So therefore we have to stay in our box and we must handle our business. So we see something going on with our kids. If we see something going on in in our schools, we see something going on in our community where we disagree with, we're just going to complain about it, but we're not going to do anything about it because Joe Blow down the street ain't doing nothing about it. Or Mary Jane down the street ain't doing nothing about it. So I ain't going to do nothing about it because I like to live in my box. It's pretty comfortable. I put me a nice little, a cover, a comforter in my box. Put me a pillow. You know, Christians love pillows. <laughs> Christians today, Christians love pillows. He says, Jesus said, "I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it." Christians today love pillows. I want to kiss. I want to love my pillow as soft and cuddly, and I just let me lay down and and not do anything for nothing. I don't stand for anything. I'm not saying go out and have a war. Because that's what Alex Jones wants you to do. He, I love Alex Jones, so don't get me wrong when I say this. I like Alex Jones, but it's not. You know, Alex Jones remind me of you. Know, if anybody know Alex Jones, he's a he's a uh, a, a young uh, uh, a man in Texas, and he has a radio show that he talks about the New World Order and about secret societies, and he talks about uh, he talks. And mostly of the time, Alex Jones stays on point. So I'm not criticizing him, but I'm saying a lot of those guys claim to be Christian and they claim to want to, you know, they, they're they taking back society for God. You know, they're taking back, giving men freedom to express themselves, and that's fine. But Jesus said that his war, this, his war is not to bring back the kingdom of God in this system that we're already in. Believe it or not, his war, God's war it's against the spiritual principalities. We, he says we war not against flesh and blood. We don't war against the New World Order. See, the New World Order is being perpetrated and guided by yours truly, Satan. So Satan is the one who is guiding the New World Order. Uh, the New World Order, these men would not, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying that they won't, because we are sinners. Because remember, in the millennium period, period, Satan is locked up. And for some strange reason, sin is still there. Because at the end of the tribulation period, Gog and Magog will rise again. against. Uh, and it, remember, Satan was locked up for a thousand years, and, and his demons probably were too. And, and, and there's no reason why men should have been dying at 100 years old, because the Bible says that uh, that men who would die at 100 years old be considered infants in the, in the uh, tribulation period. And for people to say, well, I'm sorry, the millennium, for people to say that uh, to live for 700 years must be pretty boring, well, you stick around and see how boring the millennium really is going to be. I doubt that it's going to be boring. So, the reason why I entitled the program the way I entitled it is because um, we are in the mind war. And that's why the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's also distorted knowledge. Um, now, in First Timothy chapter 4, it says, 
uh, verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience sure with the hot iron. <sighs> Should I go on? Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving. Now, in Galatians uh, chapter 1, it talks about someone who preaches another gospel. He should be accursed. Um, And um, remember, what did God say to the lady at the well? He said, you must worship God in spirit and in truth. And the truth, as Fred Sanford say, and as the word of God say, will set you free. But what truth are you talking about? So the mind, the battle of the mind, the mind is the 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 battlefield for mankind. It's the heart, too. That's why the Bible says guard your heart. But most of the time, you have to listen to things from the mind before it gets to the heart. The heart can't hear, folks. That's why the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Between your ears is your brain. So in order to hear God, you're going to have to hear God. In other words, do not go to church offering the sacrifices of fools. Because if you go to church and you're not willing to listen then faith can't come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It can't. So the war is in many, it's, it's in one place, which is the mind of man. But the war and, and the, the weapons formed against that individual can be in many ways, in many times. It's, it's just un, unreachable, the, the weapons that Satan has in his storehouse. Because some people think that that as a as a, to, in order to go to hell you have to you have to go to clubs and shoot up crack and 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 look at porn. I had a track, and that's a track that you pass out to people to share the gospel. And on the outside of the cover, it says, "What do you have to do to get to hell?" And then you open up the cover, and it says, "Absolutely nothing." So the moral to the story I'm trying to tell y'all is you do not have to be a villain to go to hell. You just deny the Holy Spirit. That's the unpardonable sin. But the the unpardonable sin is the the, the continued denial of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it has to get to the to the finish line. In other words, you have to expire. Your heart has to stop beating before you are summoned to hell. So in other words, the thief on the cross had plenty of time, I'm pretty sure, to hear some form of the Old Testament gospel, the Old Testament story. And he finally got on the cross and he says, bid me to be with you in paradise. He says, before this day is over, Jesus said, you'll be in paradise with me. But see, the trick of the gospel is you, you may not, you might be taken instantly before you can try to put it off too much longer. And there's a lot of people right now, if you can talk to them in hell, they, have put, they, they probably tell you, I put it off. I shouldn't have never put it off. Some people try to put it on, put it off, put it on, put it off, put it on, and then totally, completely put it off the last couple of days of their life and got killed in a car wreck. So getting back to Satan's war, Satan's war, oh, man, if he can get you to look at some porn, mm, he got you. If he can get you to to have anger feelings about your neighbor or your brother or sister or your friend or relative, oh, he got you. If he can get you to focus on starting a business and not on him, oh, he got you. 
Being saved, folks, is the act of the will. Oh, you're, uh-oh, you're saying we got to work? It's a work, work thing. No, I didn't say that. It's the act of the will. You either want it or you don't. But see, what Satan does, is, his objective is once it becomes an act of, act of the will, meaning once the individual wants to be saved, his objective then is to, to make sure uh, that when you go to you go to church and you offer the sacrifices of food that's his that's his agenda his agenda is if if he can get you to not listen and not to uh, apply it to your life he's got you if satan can get you to uh, misunderstand the word he's got you or if he can get you to go to a church where the pastor's gonna make you misunderstand the word eventually, he's got you. That's why in every household there's probably over three Bibles. Pick up one and read it. But not just take your interpretation or my interpretation. Or you actually let's go back to your interpretation. Don't take your interpretation for it. If Jesus says love your enemies as yourself, you, there's ain't too much playing around you can do with that one. If he says to not forsake the fellowship and gathering those assemblies of yourselves, there's nothing you can do with that but go to church. I ain't going to church because there's too much hypocrites in the church. I can just have a church at home. Well, if you can get more than two or three people, hallelujah. But don't fool yourself. Satan's agenda is to get us to to take out of context the things that are in the Bible. The things that God commanded us to do in the New Testament, we must do. And if we can't do it, we must ask God for help because he's supposed to be helping us anyway. Look, folks, we are not going to make and make it to heaven without the Spirit's help. And I'm prime. I'm prime objective of that. I am not going to make it to heaven without God's help. With all that being said, let's go to Bible prophecy, folks. Uh, For those out there who are listening to this radio program, um, I thank you for listening. Um, Please go to our uh, blog talk radio page and like us uh, and um, we got uh, on blog talk radio page if you if you go to blog talk radio page you'll notice that we also have our Facebook um, up at the top of the page Facebook and I think Twitter um, and um, go to my page on Facebook Prophecy, uh, Prophecy Zone Radio and like like that also um, and also visit our website www.propzrn.org and uh, as soon as you get there go ahead and go to our blog don't worry about the front page just go straight to our blog um and 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 tell and, and if you you need some answers to some questions just email me feel free to email me i'll be happy to spend some time and answer some of your questions also uh, we are uh, living in interesting times uh, I always believe that 2012 would uh, either pass or um, come with us having something to happen either before, during 2012 or slightly after. I also thought it would happen earlier. Uh, and I was along with a lot of other people that I thought that we would have been, the tribulation period would have been started. <clears throat> but right now, I'm in a position right now not to even hurry it. It's God's time clock, not ours. It's God's say-so, not ours. Uh, in other words, he's going to come when he's going to come. But the thing I worry about sometimes is there's Christians out there who say, well, he's going to come when he gets ready, blah, 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 in which they're right. But at the same time, I say I kind of shake my head because they still think that the tri- the rapture of the church will come at the end of the tribulation period, which is fine with me. But I will see you in heaven. I'll shake your hand and I'll say, you know, I'm so glad to be here and I'm glad you're here also. 
Me too. That's exactly what they're going to say. Me too. I, I'm glad that I'm here. And I'm, and I'm glad that you're glad that I'm glad that you're glad that I'm here. Um, but there are many people who uh, are watching, and, and there's a special reward for those who are watching for Jesus is coming. Uh, and uh, a lot of people are going to be very happy to find out that there was a preacher of rapture. Uh, and I'm going to be one of those people very happy. But um, what makes you ready for the rapture to church? In other words, what makes you ready and what can make you not ready? And it goes back to the mind. Now, the Bible tells us to cast down every imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. That means that uh, everything that is in God's word must be matched with the satanic attacks of the devil, the arrows of the devil must be weighed against uh, what the words of God says. So, in other words, if there is messages coming to your mind to drink something, first of all, you're going to have to come into a conclusion that you're going to have to come to uh, grips on alcohol. Should a Christian drink alcohol? And the answer for me is no. Um, so the devil, well, for, for, and then you're going to have to justify why. You see, being a Christian is sort of like walking the cops. You know, when the police stop a drunk driver, you have to walk that fine line. Well, what did Jesus say um, in his word? He talked about the kingdom of God entering into God's kingdom. And uh, he talked about the narrow gates, the wide gates. And in order to get to heaven, we have to enter in through a narrow gate. In other words, it's sort of like aiming at a dartboard. If you aim above the dartboard, you're going to make a hole in the wall and you're not going to hit the uh, target. In other words, folks, you got to aim to get in heaven. And if you blindfold yourself and you blindfold the people behind you, it's the blind leading the blind and the blind ain't going to get to, to hit the arrow at all. So you have to focus in, enter in through the narrow gate. So I look at it as well, if you get stopped, hopefully you don't get stopped. But if you get stopped and the cops think you're drunk, there's probably like a low percentage of the cops stopping somebody and turn out not to be drinking unless they high off medication, legalized medication. So you get stopped, you walk that straight line, and you succeed. But Christianity is a straight line for good. You're always walking a straight line. And and our will is to follow God's will. Salvation is the act of the will, folks. You got to want God's will in your life. It's the act of your will to release your will to his will. To die to yourself, to pick up your cross daily and follow him. You're not going to go to heaven by simply not aiming at anything. And you sure not going to go to heaven by... Your will, being a self-willed agent, doing what you want to do. The gospel, according to Mark, not the Mark you're talking about, talking about the Mark lived down the street. The gospel, according to Jackie. The gospel, according to Ray Ray. The gospel, according to Shaniqua. The gospel, according to Marco Polo. This gospel shall be preached in all the clubs. And all the the silk sleeper lingerie shops and Playboy mansions. I'm just joking. We can make our own gospel, folks. 
But getting down, getting back to the casting down imaginations and everything that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God, we have to know God's word to survive. And we're not going to know any lies that have been told us from by Satan or by a preacher or by any kind of uh, member of our church who calls the house saying that uh, Jesus, there was no God the Father. Jesus was God. It's Jesus only. And in order for you to know when somebody is saying easy believism, grace, grace is easy. That means you can go ahead and sin. God will understand. Go ahead and go ahead and look at the pornography and, and masturbate and do what you got to do. God will understand. I remember church told me I can masturbate and be okay with it. Just don't think about the girl. Oh, okay. So you're telling me I can perform sexual acts like masturbation. And just as long as I don't think about the person. I'm like thinking, are you retarded? If I can use that word. If it's not against the law to use the word retarded, that was strictly retarded. First of all, I wouldn't have to do it if I didn't think of if I was that that's the problem in the first place, the girl. You wouldn't have to do it then. See how much see how they twist those see how they twist things? You wouldn't have to do it if you didn't if if you wouldn't have the lustful thoughts about a, a female or a male or whatever. You wouldn't have to do that. I'm sorry for coming off uh, way off subject, but Folks, we're in a war for the mind, and the worst—the worst of the battlefields is the church. And whenever you go to a church and the preacher ain't preaching against sin, it's just as worse as him making a lie about it. And let me address, because uh, I normally lay in bed uh, on Facebook. I kind of like lay in bed, and I—I'll be looking at some of the posts. There was this post that went like 61 posts, and they were talking about Pat Robertson and what what he said about um, Madonna performance in the Super Bowl. And I'm, I'll be talking off ignorance if I actually told you, but I, I was just kind of addressing the, the the post. I wasn't really addressing what he said, and I was just saying, can we all get along? But I will come back a little bit and say, uh, well. Um, a lot of these guys come on Facebook and they just want to argue about things, and then they they'll come back with another post. Well, we're we're here to we're here to rebuke and correct and all this other stuff. I'm saying, no, you you guys are here to argue. If you were here to rebuke and correct, you would say a couple of things and get out of there. Jesus didn't sit there and try to rebuke and correct and and and, and make sure men understood what he was saying to a point where he's arguing with them. Jesus was all that in the bag of chips. Matter of fact, he was all that in the, in the chip factory. So he didn't have to sit there and convince anybody that he was wrong or right. Neither should a Christian. If you're on Facebook and you continue to just want to just prove your point, after a while, that's fine. Yeah, okay, reproof, correct, whatever, and then get out of there. You can't catch your pearls before swine all day. Please, please hear me out. You don't have to convince nobody that you're right or wrong. Or they don't have to convince you or you're wrong. Just get out of there. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to play my theme song one more time. i got to get my commercials back. I'll be right back. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. 
So be ready to enter the life or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Judge not lest you be judged. What does that mean? A lot of people think that it means you ain't supposed to judge anything. But what did the Bible say? Did it tell us not to judge or it said tell for tell us to get the plank out of our own eye first before we can get the speck out of somebody else's eye? So in other words, we need to we need to make sure that we're walking with Christ before we can make that judgment, but it never told us we could not judge. It says judge not judge not lest ye be judged for the same purpose that you're trying to judge somebody else for. Uh, you 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 may end up being judged yourself unless you you straighten yourself up, bring yourself to the cross, and you get cleared, and then you can make that judgment. We make judgments every day, folks. That's another battle for the mind, and they got us thinking we ain't supposed to make any judgment. That's why Democrats vote for the uh, president who believes in abortion, and Republicans vote for somebody ain't going to do nothing about abortion. What's the, what's the difference? I'd rather throw my vote away because the right to vote also means the right to not vote. So if you got the right to vote, you should be able to not vote. Am I not an American citizen? My right does not make me an American citizen. My rights does, but my right to vote, if I don't vote, does not make me any less of an American citizen. So you're telling me that just because I have the right to vote, I have to vote. Then you don't have the right to vote because you're being forced to vote. <laughs> so everybody always say, you're part of the problem anyway. Why don't you just go ahead and vote? Trust me, one vote is not going to change this society. It just makes it worse. Well, I don't mean it that way. One vote does not make it worse. I'm just, I'm just trying to make a point. The more we get another, every four years, we get ready to get vote vote another president in. We get the same. We get worse. We don't get better, folks. Every four years, we're supposed to have somebody that's going to save us from destruction. We don't have destruction anyway, folks. We're the biggest seller of pornography. We're the biggest divorce. Even the church is beating the world out in divorce. We got people thinking they're saved just because they go to church. Trust me, we got more problems than you can think. Our television sets are sitting, is depriving our our youth, and we sit our we sit our kids right in front of a television set and think they're supposed to know right from wrong. Well, they don't. So, before you as a Christian try to correct your family members, you got to remember. That they're gonna they're gonna tell you the the gospel according to 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 Mary or the gospel according to Tim, and they and, they, and then you're gonna say, well, when's the last time you read the Bible? Well, that doesn't matter. I'm just telling you like it is. No, you're not. Sometimes the world has has things to say that make a Christian cringe. Because the Christian know they're not they're not doing, and they know that the the worldly person is right, the sinner is right. So you might want we might want to live our lives the right way around others, because they can always punch us in the between the eyes with just what they see us do, because we are the light of the world and we are the salt of the earth. But that's beside the point, right? But we are. And a war for our mind. And the new world order is out to control the masses and what they think. But right now we are on a campaign. Seems like the, the media is on a campaign to demonize Christianity, to demonize folks that believe in a conspiracy, to demonize Iran so they can drive all of these together. And then they can blame Iran for the next terrorist attack. And then at the same time, simultaneously, 
blame Christians for what's going on. Because folks, Christians are going to be the next victims. They're coming after Christians, folks. One of these days, you're going to have to throw away your Bible. And the war for the mind is that they're going to make lukewarm Christians uh, in the tribulation period, because they're still going to be lukewarm Christians. They're going to make, make people who think they're uh, good old good old Christians, good old Bible-believing Christians, where they're not Bible-believing Christians, they're just degenerate. They ain't going to have the real people in the tribulation period who is coming to Christ. They're going to have to run, run for their lives. But see, the tribulation folk, the tribulation period, folks, is going to be a war, a great war for your mind. That means they're going to be the whole, so much deception, so much backstabbing, family members backstabbing family members. It's going to come to a point where you're going to think, hey, this family member is in with us. He's part of the underground Christian you know, uni- unity organization, and he's going to turn all y'all in. Says the love of many shall wax worse or cold. Folks, I'm here to tell you the love of many is already waxed cold. Imagine what's going to happen when the Holy Spirit is gone. The love of many is going to smell like boo-boo. It's going to be terrible. And people are going to say, well, I thought I can trust him. I thought I can trust her. I love the world so much. I loved Egypt that I missed the rapture of the church. I went after my own American idols or worldly items. That's why the Bible says flee adultery, flee idleness, flee, flee from those things. I'm talking about people who are in the ministry also. You start wanting things for the ministry and start wanting things and coveting things for the ministry and you're missing the whole point. Make sure you keep Jesus. I mean, I got thousands of listeners and possibly millions of listeners where I kept the show going. I mean, heck, we didn't do any shows last last, last month in January. I didn't do any shows and we had over 20,000 listeners just for doing nothing. Looked on the looked on the thing, and me, Brenda, and Chris, and Susan Fuzio, we all had a twenty thousand listens for doing nothing. So imagine if I was doing shows every day, we would be, who knows? It might have been a hundred thousand people listening last month because there was no new shows, none. I didn't do one show. I don't, I don't think I did one show in January. So imagine if I would have did shows every day. Who knows what we would have got. And who knows per show what we would have got if I, if, if I stayed consistent over a period of six months. We might be talking about half a million people per month. Who knows? But we got to have to trust God. We have to trust God. That's the only way we're going to do it. I do believe that World War Three is going to start, and I believe that Syria will be uh, with Hezbollah and Hamas. And that's the area it's going to start with first. Uh, Russia is passing rhetoric a lot today. And, and I heard on the uh, CNN that Russia has something at state. They have a, a, a landing area for the Mediterranean, and they don't have a landing area for uh, for miles outside of that Syrian port. I guess that's what they were saying. But um, to me, the Bible says Russia is going to invade, and I and and it looks like to me. That Psalms 83 war is a is is a we were kind of debating on is this even a war is it is it and I believe that it is a war 
that will precede the Battle of Gog and Magog. In, in, in between the Psalms 83 war, which will be Amer uh, Israel's immediate neighbors, and the Russian invasion, which would be the Islamic nations with Russia, including Iran and Turkey, there will be a Isaiah 17 destruction of Damascus. And they're talking about taking them out of power right now. They're not going to wait until next year, folks. They might. There is a chance that they can go next year. We've already been through that before. But from what I see, I don't think so. So if it is a pre-trip rapture, could the pre-trip rapture happen pretty soon? And the answer to the question is yes. But if you got if you listen to this radio program and you're not saved and you and and you don't have God as your personal savior, Jesus as your personal savior, ask him to come into your life. Ask him to be Lord and Savior. And live for him daily, not just on Sundays, not just on Saturday night prayer meeting. Live for him daily. Ask him to change you. If you have any sexual um, habits or any drug habits or alcohol habits or anger habits, ask them to free you from those things and ask them to get you ready because Jesus is coming back soon and his reward is with him. He's coming to execute judgment judgment on a deprived and evil and wicked society. And he cannot stand sin. I had a church member, a preacher, get mad at me because I said he hates he hates the homosexuality but loves the person. They couldn't understand that. Oh, you're not supposed to say that to anybody. He hates the homosexuality. How about that? He hates the alcoholism. How about that? He hates the action. He does not hate the person. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So if you say that he we shouldn't say that he hates the homosexuality but loves the person, then you might have problems spiritually yourself. Just because I'm a preacher, I'm 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 not gonna go to hell. Just because I'm a a, a lady that sings halftime that makes millions of dollars, I'm not gonna go to hell. Just because I'm a president of the United States and womanize my wife, I'm not gonna go to hell. Heck, President Kennedy was my best president. I like President Kennedy, but where is he now? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. But it says, what is it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his whole soul? I watched a movie, shows called Unsung. It's about um, singers who did not get their full credit. I guess that's what the word unsung means. And I... I I, every time I see that show, I'm like, man, y'all you know I mean a lot. Most of these singers get caught up with drugs, and alcohol, and depression, and I mean, just like the Bible says, what well, does a prophet, a man, or a woman, if he gains the whole world, loses? So, I was watching the show, one of the unsungs about Atlantic Star, and I was pretty happy to see one of the singers, one of the group members, got saved, and they were fully born again. Not just half, 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 halfway. They were fully born again. So we are in the end times. We are in the last days. We are in the last months. We are in the last period. When I say last months, it could be 36 months or it could be two months. But um, it appears to me, and I've been wrong before, and I like being wrong sometimes, but pretty soon I'm getting tired of this whole stank world. I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of people's attitudes. And I want to go home. I want to see Jesus. And what's so funny is you get these family members who love the stank of this world. They they don't they don't see they think that the rapture of the church is some pie in the sky and then they'll they'll blab it out like it's vomit and say I can't wait till Jesus come back in the rapture no yeah 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 you can yes you can you can wait because you really don't want it to happen in the first place you're just saying that watch your vomit mouth because it might come and you might be still here 
So that's what I'm doing right now, making sure I go. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share this gospel with everybody. I'm, uh, my, 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 the website, once again, is www.pzrn.org. Please go and check it out. Um, and if you're listening to this radio program, um, check it out every day. Starting next Monday, we're going to have news every day. Uh, I want to talk about Paula. Um, I want to talk about Eddie Long right quick. Um, my wife had gave me a video of Eddie Long getting coronated as king. I don't know what the heck that was all about, but some um, Jewish professor or Jewish scholar or whatever came and anointed him <laughs> as king. I don't know what he was king of, um, but uh, it was hilarious to me. I'm sorry. And then I and then my wife <laughs> said she she had found another article saying that Paula White wants the same thing that that Eddie Long she wanted to be coordinated too as king. I'm like this man, y'all. Wow. Um, I'm gonna try to get Susan Posio back on the show again because I have, like I said, I've been down doing. I haven't been doing any shows lately, so. She's somebody I would like to have on the show real quick because she's she's got some good info about what's been going on lately and in the church world. So I'm gonna look forward to having her back on. Um, matter of fact, I get in touch with her pretty soon. We have her on here. Um, people can't stand when I have her on because she exposes a lot of stuff. I have some messed up iTunes messages because. Um, they don't like when I have her on the show, but I like when I have her on the show, so I want to try to get her on here quick. Uh, talk about Paula White and um, and and um, Eddie Long's coordination. And they picked him up. It was so funny because they picked him. He's sitting, sitting in the chair like a king, right? And I can't remember if he had something on his head or not, but he had a scepter. Anyway, they, the guys from his church picked him up in the chair. And it looked like they were struggling after a while because they had him up in the air when they were doing the, the music and the singing. And the, I said, those people in that church got to know, folks. They got to know. And just like the scripture I read to y'all in First Timothy 4, that expressly, the Bible is just expressly that in light of days some shall depart from the faith. Well, you can still sit in the church and still depart from the faith. Your whole church can depart from the faith, and you still be sit. Y'all still sit there. And when you and when you see your pastor getting coordinated as king or something, I would just get up and run. I would literally get up and run out of that church screaming, "Save me!" Because if I'm sitting in that church, I can't. I might not be saved. There's only one king. And Lord, there's only one King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and that's Jesus Christ. And without the Father, you do not have the Son. Without the Son, you do not have the Father. And he also said in his word to obey him, to live a life pleasing to God. Also remind me of a, a buddy who thinks that grace is so sufficient that he can do what he wants to do. And never mentions the fact that God can take that away from him. If you're living in sin, God can take it. But you got to have faith that God can take it from you, whatever the device is that is holding you back. And get rid of those weights that easily hold you back and go forward. Because Jesus is coming back soon, folks. And check us out on uh, Facebook, Prophecies on Radio News, Prophecies on Radio, and also YouTube, uh, Prophecies on. Uh, we'll be doing YouTube videos pretty soon. And also, please go to www.pzrn.org. And, and when you get to the site, go to the top of navigation and pick uh, our blog. So that's what the major one of our uh, website is. But God bless y'all. And y'all have a wonderful day. I'm going to play my uh, intro again because I don't have a outro. God bless y'all and have a wonderful day. Enter the zone. 
The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day.